very warm welcome to you from Equa Marketing. This presentation is brought to you by Equa.com, a leader in digital marketing. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Growing Dentist Podcast Show. Today, I have with me somebody who has been on the show before, Dr. Taylor Clark. Dr. Taylor Clark, welcome back. Thank you, Nadine. It's a pleasure to be on here, and it's an honor. Thanks so much. So um, just to recap your story, you are a dentist, but you also became an entrepreneur. You started the dental assisting school and, uh, and um, you also figured out, you wrote a book. So you figured out a bunch of things about happiness and how to be successful uh, in a dental practice. Yes, I'm kind of a, a, a self-education junkie. I've read many, many books and gone to many seminars and many audios. And uh, I, I'm just a firm believer that the more we learn, the more we earn. And um, I've learned a few things from, from some great people and, and uh, love, to, love to be able to share some of what I've learned. Absolutely, Doctor. And I think um, the topic that we wanted to cover today is what are some of the basics that every dentist should focus on to be successful. Uh, I know you and I talked about, um, you know, sometimes real success comes from not doing 10, you know, 100 things 10 times, but it comes from doing, you know, 10 things hundreds or thousands of times. So in your experience as a dentist, as a business owner, what are some of the basics you think are critical for success? Let's take them one by one and start talking about them. Okay, that sounds great. Yes, I, you know, I, I have literally, literally spent thousands of hours studying and, and trying to figure out what makes a great dental practice great. And I come, to the, I come back to the same conclusion over and over again, and it's like you alluded to, a great dental practice, we don't need to learn 4,000 things and implement 4,000 things great. What we need to do is we need to become masters of the, become brilliant at the basics as Vince Lombardi and Brian, Brian Tracy uh, teach. We need to do maybe seven or eight, a handful of things. And I, I've identified seven things, do them 4,000 times and become brilliant and become great at the basics. And it, it all goes back to, to the great football coach, Vince Lombardi. Each year, you know, he, he won multiple Super Bowls with his teams and and uh, each year when the football season would start, he would take this, this NFL team out on the football field and you would, you, would, you would say, gentlemen, and he'd hold up a football and he'd say, this is a football. And he'd say, gentlemen, look over here. And he would point to the green grass, the, the turf, the field, and he'd point to the lines. He'd say, this is the boundary line. That line down there is the end zone. We cross that line, we score. We keep the other team from crossing that line. They don't score. And he would just show them, just, just talk about the basics. And here you have NFL football players who are at the top of their game. They're the masters, you know, through, at the sport throughout the world. And you got this guy that's teaching them, this is a football. And he understood that if he could get his teams to become brilliant and remain brilliant at the basics, that was the difference between being an ordinary football team and an extraordinary football team like his Super Bowl champion teams were. And, and Brian Tracy has taught and continues to teach that same principle in business. And I've learned that in, in a dental practice, if we will focus on and remain, keep our main core focus on becoming and remaining brilliant at the basics, 
that's the difference be- between an extraordinary dental practice and an, and an ordinary dental practice. And there's seven of them that I'd, that I'd love to, to talk about today if, if you've got the time. Absolutely, Doctor. Yeah, let's jump in. What's the first basic that you think is the most important or one of the most important things to focus on? Well, there's seven of them that I've identified, and I don't know that I would say one is, is any more important than the other, but they all go hand in hand and they all work together. A rising tide uh, raises all boats, and that's, that's applicable to these, to these top power seven that I'll call them. And the first one that I would say is, is production. Production. If there, if there is no production, there's, there's no business, and there's got to be production. So we've got to focus on the production. We've got to have a monthly production goal, a daily production goal, and we've got to monitor and track all of these. And they are best done if we assign accountability to somebody in the, on the dental practice team who can be responsible for that key staff. And production is the first one. Uh, focus on production and work on raising that production uh, day by day, month by month, and uh, year by year. Who would you assign it to? Would it be yourself? I mean, as the dentist? I wouldn't assign it to me. No, I would, I would assign, I, I try to assign these to key leaders, key people that I can identify that, that have shown that I can trust with taking charge of something, taking ownership of something and working on promoting the, the growth of that item and being accountable for, for that item. So, so the production could, it could go with somebody in the front office uh, it could go with with uh, somebody who's in charge of co- of uh, collecting the money. It could go in with with the team leader in the back over the the clinical uh, team. But uh, the, the person that 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 I would ass- that that you want to assign it to is somebody that you trust for sure on all of these. Right. What is the second key metric you would track or second key area you would focus on? Well, the second one is even more important than the first one. First one we've got to we've got to produce, but it's collections. If, if we produce and we don't collect, it doesn't make a hill of beans difference or good for us to produce. We have to collect what we produce. And uh, collections is really in business. That's the, only, that's the only number that matters because if there isn't collections, you don't have a business. And no, nothing else matters because that's, that's, that's where it's at is we have to collect what we produce. So there's got to be good good uh, financial policies that when we when we have somebody in the chair to do the dentistry we're not doing it unless that thing is financially arranged and we know that that procedure or those procedures are paid for so it's collections right and um, any particular strategies or advice you would give for practice that's struggling with collection Absolutely. The, anybody that's, that's struggling with collections is, I would, I would say this, when, if, if somebody is not having 98% or higher collections, that, that you, you need to focus more on collections. It is possible in this industry to, to get 100%, especially if you're growing, you should be getting close to 100% collections because of, of the growth that, uh, that takes place that can help help offset some of the, the uh, we all get burned every once in a while when, when somebody writes a bad check or something happens, but we can minimize that so much so that we can be close to between 98 to 100% collections. And I would say to, the, to somebody that's struggling with collections, where the focus goes, the energy flows, and the, resu- the results show. And 
if we focus on collections and firm up our financial policies and don't do any dentistry unless it's financially arranged, then that accounts receivable is going to go down and the collections number is going to go up. So we have to make sure that the dentistry is financially arranged before we do it. We are not a bank. I learned that the hard way. Right. And sometimes you're saying dentists think they are banks and they don't really focus on um, collections as much. Well, you know, every single, every single patient that wants to have dental work, if we say, oh, you know what, sure, go ahead and uh, we'll go ahead and do this and, and you can pay for, you know, you can pay for a fourth of it or a third of it up front and then, and then we'll let you pay the rest over the next uh, three months and, and monthly payments. You can, you can kiss a percentage of that goodbye. You will never see it. Everybody, everybody, uh, everybody has the intention of, I mean, I think most people, human nature, have good intentions. But there was a study done years ago, and I don't remember the source, but I've never forgotten the study. And there was, there was 38 different industries, 38, 39 different industries. And the, the second to the last, the, the second to the least likely to get paid were dentists. The last one was veterinarians. But if people owe, we are way, 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 way down the list of priority in people's minds of, of the bills to get paid. So we don't want people owing us. And if we can minimize that, we want to minimize that to the utmost. Right. What's the third thing, Dr. We should focus on? Well, the lifeblood of any dental practice or medical practice, uh, especially dental, is new patients. We have to be focusing on the new patients. And if, if, if a practice is having less, you know, 10 new patients or less a month, then that practice is dying. It's not growing and focus needs to be put on new patients. And uh, it is, it is, it's amazing that if, if, if attention's placed on those inbound calls and handling those inbound calls properly and not, not driving people away from the practice, how, how just making sure that those, those inbound calls are being taken care of it properly, uh, new patient numbers can go up by, by 30, 50, 60%, sometimes doubling without doing any, any new marketing or any, spending any more money or effort on marketing. Um, it's new patients, and it's getting that new patient number to go up. And by far, in my experience, the most, the most valuable new patient and easiest new patient to get are referrals from existing patients. So AFR, everybody, every, every successful office needs to implement the AFR, and that's ask for referrals. If we ask, we get. ASK to GET. <laughs> AFR, that's a nice acronym. Um, I have a friend of mine, um, he, his name is Chris Phelps, Dr. Chris Phelps. They, he studied under Robert Cialdini. And um, so he figured out a business where he helps other dentists uh, go ahead and, um, you know, convert these, these calls into appointments. And uh, it's a pretty interesting business. And I think a lot of dentists, like you pointed out, are not really good at, you know, maximizing the, the, the calls that are coming through and converting them into you know, appointments and then converting them into patients. So they leave a lot of money on the table because they're not really doing a good job in you know, human relations, if I may. 
I, t- I totally agree. Totally agree. We could spend all this money on marketing and get all these ad campaigns and external marketing things going out. And, and uh, if we're botching it at the, at the entry gate for the dental practice, then we're wasting our money. We got to make sure that those phones are handled properly and that those calls are being converted and follow correct principles for answering and scheduling phone calls. And uh, there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, there, there's a lot of consultants out there that talk about that as well. And um, it's, it's true. So very good. Let's talk about the fourth thing, doctor. What's the fourth thing that you think a practice needs to focus on? We talked about collections. We talked about, you know, conversions. What's the fourth, fourth thing? Well, the, the fourth thing uh, on my list is, is those patients that come in our doors, we got to get them back. We got to convert them into being patients. We want them to be lifetime patients. So it's, it's recare, the recare or recall percentages. And most any practice management software out there will have a report that will show what your recall percentages are. And the higher the number of active patients that, that uh, are in that practice that are coming in every six months, the healthier and the more profitable that practice will be. So it's plugging holes and keeping people from coming in the front door and slipping right out the back door and paying attention and focusing on getting and keeping those patients coming back. Right. So one of the things, one of the things that I've found is, is, is obviously uh, any patient that comes into the office, the best way to get those patients to come back is they don't leave the office without an appointment. And they, they, they are every single patient that comes into our office, unless it's a patient that we don't want to invite to come back, which there are some of those as well. um, We want them leaving the office with an appointment. And if they don't have any dental work that needs to be done, and they're, they've got a healthy mouth, then, then we offer them and we, we get them to schedule that six-month cleaning appointment, that six-month checkup. And uh, some, some people resist, but if we use correct principles and use the correct verbiage, our percentage of getting those people to schedule and come back dramatically rises. And invariably, there's going to be patients that will not come back. They'll forget. They'll, they'll space their appointment, even if you remind them two or three times or four times with a mailer and with a a text reminder and a phone call reminder. I mean, let's face it, we're in a, we're in a society today where we are just bombarded and, and, and blasted with distractions all day long with, with emails and texts and, and uh, tweets and, and messages on social media. And we have, to, we, have to, we have to babysit our patients. We have to remind them. We have to follow up with them. And the ones that, that fall into the inactive pool, we've got to mail to them and we've got to, we've got to reach out and call them and, and work on getting them back. Right, right. Yeah, a great recall program is really important. I totally agree. What are Absolutely. Some of- every single – oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, doctor. I was just going to say every single dental office that's been open for any number of years, the, longer, the, the more years it's been open, uh, the, the more applicable this is, we all have a million-dollar or multi-million-dollar filing cabinet, chart cabinet. You know, most of us, a lot of us are, are digital now, but the file cabinet, the, the, the patient files with scheduled and proposed treatment, excuse me, proposed or treatment planned uh, procedures, needed work that, that needs to be done, that is just sitting there being not done. 
And working on that million-dollar file cabinet is one of the highest return on investment activities that, that uh, team members in a dental office can do, especially in downtime. Getting on there, making treatment, undone treatment calls and making overdue recall uh, calls to get people back in. Any other basics, doctor, that you think we should cover today? Yes, yes. There's definitely another one. The, the fifth one that I have on my list is this is huge in today's day and age. Same day procedures. In, when a patient comes into a dental office, they're coming into hygiene, they get their hygiene exam, or they have an emergency, uh, any dental office that has the capacity and builds in the capacity to take care of that patient while they are there, same-day dentistry is huge. It's hugely profitable, and if we are efficient with our systems, we can accommodate many, many, many same-day procedures that uh, yesterday, we might have just automatically gone back and scheduled for another time. The best time to get that procedure done when that patient needs it is when they're sitting right there in your office. So offering that patient is there, <clears throat> would you like to get this done today so you don't have to worry about coming back? Giving them the option to get that done, it's huge. Same-day dentistry adds, adds so much unscheduled and unplanned production to the uh, to the day and it's it's very profitable and lucrative to be able to to tap into that and with same day dentistry that one of the things that we found in our practice is is it's a huge practice builder when people walk out of there not have to, having to worry about coming back and that they got it taken care of while they were there uh, they appreciate it and they they talk about it they refer people because of it and we're the heroes not everybody says yes but some do. And again, it goes, goes, goes into ASK to GET, ask to get. So same day dentistry, that's a number that everybody should be focusing on if, if, if you want to have a successful thriving dental practice. Right. What kind of work do you think people you can do in the, on the same day? Oh, you, you can do, you can do crowns, you can do bridges, you can do fillings, you can do root canals. I mean, every office Every office uh, has 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 times where where the schedule will fall apart or a patient will no show, and if you have the chair capacity and if you've got if you've got a movie for them to watch, I've found in our office we found that uh, you know we may have a busy schedule but we've got an extra chair and you, hey we can put a movie on for this person they're flexible they don't need to be to work for the next two hours or whatever the case may be the next three hours. We can go and, and take care of those things that we have on the schedule, and they don't mind uh, letting us work them into the schedule. I mean, even dental implants can be done on the same day. There's, there's very few things that can't be done on the same day. If we're focusing on it and if we're looking for the opportunity to take advantage of it, it's amazing how often those opportunities present themselves and we can take advantage of them and create a win-win for the dental practice and for the patient. That's amazing. So um, you're saying there are patients who wouldn't mind the inconvenience of having to wait for a few hours because you're doing it on the same day. Well, you, sometimes they have to wait for a few hours because you can be completely booked up and you look, you look into the schedule and you see that four hours, uh, four hours down, down the schedule, it may be morning and maybe nine o'clock and you look over and you see, oh, there was a, there, there was a cancellation there for, 
for one o'clock or even two or three, uh, we can give the patient that opportunity to, to come back, go get some lunch, go, go run some errands, come back, make the financial arrangements and, and come back. And, you know, uh, sometimes a surprising number of people say yes, and they do come back. Sometimes we, we can accommodate them while they're right there. And uh, the point is, is if, we, if we're actively focused on it and we're prepared for it and we're geared for it and we have the right mentality throughout our staff uh, in the office, it's amazing how much same-day dentistry a dental office can, can accomplish. Right. Makes, makes sense. What's the sixth tip, doctor, you have for us today? Uh, the sixth one, uh, becoming brilliant at the, at the basics, mastering the fundamentals, is hygiene production. And I'll just talk about the sixth and the seventh together. Six is hygiene production. Seven is doctor production. And while there are other elements to the practice, there's, there's a lot of other elements that, that, that are, are important. If, if, a, if a dental team and if a dental office is brilliant at these seven things, they're going to be a superstar office. They're going to be great. Hygiene production, we, we want to have our hygiene team, our hygienists, if we have hygiene assistants, our hygiene schedulers, we want to have everybody focused on that hygiene production and working on accommodating people and getting people uh, taken care of and getting people coming back as we spoke earlier. And one of the neat things about it is, is when we have a, a patient that's in the chair for a, for a six-month cleaning and a, an exam or, or whatever the case may be, we can always ask a magic question to them. What other members of the family can we schedule to take care of as well? And isn't it true that many times we will have uh, a person in our practice that is the only person in their family or maybe two people in a family of five that, that come into our office? Oh, do you guys see kids? Do you, do, you, do you see kids? Do you see teenagers? Do you see, do you do cosmetics? Uh, do you do, the, you know, do, do you do this? I mean, those are all buying signals. And if we, if we ask them, who else in your family can I schedule? Uh, can we get scheduled today and take care of? Um, so we want to focus on the hygiene production and doctor production. We want to focus on the doctor production and putting somebody that's, that's, that works in hygiene that, that, that uh, has drive and that has, that has uh, that's kind of a self-starter and, and motivated and, and has has intention to set goals and, and reach goals, we want to put them in charge of, of managing that hygiene production statistic and being in charge of it. That's their responsibility, their key stat. Doctor production, it might be a head dental assistant uh, back in, on the clinical team. And doctor production is, is another number that we want to keep focused on, uh, growing that doctor production number. And if we if we have that, those numbers healthy and increasing and we have goals attached to them and we can even incentivize, uh, um, you know, for hitting and reaching and beating those goals, it just makes it more fun to go to work and to high five each other and to, and to, you know, be on a, on a winning team that is part of a, not just an ordinary dental office, but an extraordinary one. Right, right. So we talked about the basics. Um, I know you said there are seven to 12. Is there anything else you would like to add on to this doctor? Or you think these are the core seven basics that every dental practice should focus on? 
Well, I think these are the I think these are the seven fundamentals that if every dental office will become become great at that uh, everything else will will help help will be able to fall into place e- easier and 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 better and you know more smoothly. There is another one that uh, you know you can get into you can get into the the aspects of scheduling and and uh, block scheduling and uh, we like to call them morning rocks. We like to schedule for production. I mean, you have to schedule for production or, or you will not have a productive day. If you do not, if we're not intentional about scheduling for production, every dentist that's on this call, every dental assistant that's on this call, every dental auxiliary uh, member that's on this call knows the frustrations of having a day where all of the assistants and the doctors are on roller skates, running around working, working in a mad frenzy all day long only to look at the numbers at the end of the day to find out that you didn't make any money. I mean, we can, we can have all these crown seats, denture checks, uh, uh, billing adjustments. Uh, you know, we can have all these appointments that are non-productive and we can be consumed with those all day long and not make any money if we're not focused on production. So it goes back to that, that analogy, you, you know, you've, you've seen the, the jar and you have rocks and you have, you have big rocks, you have gravel, you have sand, you have water, and you try to get it all in this jar. And if you, if you, if you, if you try to put the sand in first and then put the water in and then put the, the small gravel in, you're not going to get those big rocks in there. And the rocks are the high production uh, procedures, the high production items. You got to put the rocks in the jar first, then the, the, the littler rocks, then the gravel, then the water, then it will all fit in the jar. So we call it morning rocks at our office. We like to block out chunks of time in the morning so we can reach it. I mean, you know how it is so much fun to reach a production goal in the first half of the day. It is so much fun and so much more motivating, especially when that second half of the day comes around, your goals met. And uh, it's, it's, it's like icing on the cake for the rest of the day. So I would say on production, focus on scheduling for, for production and putting those, those rocks at the first part of the day and trying to reach that production goal within that first half to first two thirds of the day. It's huge. That makes sense. Do the most important things first. Yes. Yes. Put those as priority plan for those prepare for those and, and make those happen. Otherwise, We'll just have one of those roller skate days where we're all frazzled and worn out at the end of the day, only to find out that we didn't make any money. Right. And every the goal of any business is to to attract and retain customers and to make a profit. If you don't retain and attract customers and you don't make a profit, you're not going to be in business and you're not going to be any good to help anybody else in the future. Right. I totally understand, Doctor. I think it makes a ton of sense. Thank you very much for your time today. I really enjoyed our conversation. And um, I know you also help a few select dentists. Um, uh, you know, like I know you only take like a handful of people who you help out. Can you tell me a little bit about what you do in terms of your mentoring program? Yes, yes. I uh, Years ago, I I had... I had dentists starting to ask me if, if I, if I mentor, if I coach dentists. And, and at first I said, no, I don't. And, and, um, after a number of, of years, I thought, well, 
well, why not? And um, within the past several years, uh, I, had a, I had a doctor reach out to me and say, hey, do you do any personal mentoring, any coaching? I, I really could use some help. And, and I said, you know what? Uh, yes, I do. And I, and I uh, found out that it's something that I really, really enjoy. And, and we were able to do some, some really impressive things with this practice and, and uh, some other uh, colleagues that I've worked with. And, and I, I, uh, I don't advertise. I don't market it. Um, I, I, it's, it's more a, a word of mouth sort of a thing, but it's more being an accountability mentor, an accountability partner. And my ideal arrangement is somebody that wants to, to grow their practice or to, to hit big goals or break through and, and uh, take their practice to a level that they haven't been able to take it before. I like to do accountability calls on Fridays where we talk about the, the key things that are driving practice growth and look at what's going on with their practice and find out where the, the, you know, where the holes in the bucket are, where the water's leaking out, find out what the weakest links of the chain are and work on fixing those. And, and uh, w- if we focus on those, those rocks, those key fundamentals of our practice and, and all the other areas that make practice great, it's amazing what happens with constant and persistent focus and with accountability. Accountability and mentoring is, is, is huge. And uh, it's like the great Michael Jordan said, as good as I was with all of the skills that I have and all of the talents that I have in, in basketball, I never was as great as I could be until a coach brought it out of me. And that was Phil Jackson for him. And, um, everybody needs, everybody needs a mentor. And, um, Anybody that's on this call knows the power of, of having a coach or having a mentor that they can turn to. So, yeah, I, I, uh, I really enjoy that. And like, like you said, I, I keep that to, to a very, very small number because um, the, that's, that's something that I don't have a lot of extra time for. But I really enjoy helping, you know, helping a handful of dentists to be able to accomplish some of the things that I've been blessed to accomplish in my career. Right. Thank you very much for that, that, Doctor. We would be including your contact information in the call notes, uh, your email yes. and so forth. So uh, if anybody has any questions, you don't mind them reaching out to you? No, absolutely. That would be great. My email address is, is Dr. Clark, D-R-C-L-A-R-K, at beatingalloddscom That's Dr. Clark at beatingalloddscom and uh, I'm a published author. That's, the, that's my book website, Beating All Odds, Discover Exactly How You Can Succeed in Life and Work. And I'm going to go ahead and give out my, my uh, personal cell phone to, to any dentist that might be, be struggling and that might, might like to, to have a consultation with me. My personal cell phone number is 208-353-5301. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And thank you, everyone, for Thanks listening. Thanks, Yes, thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of the Growing Dentist Podcast Show.